The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. From the studios of The Shepherd Radio Network, it's Afternoons with Mike. This next hour is all about our walk with Jesus with local pastors, newsmakers, people who are making a difference for the gospel. Now, here is your host, Mike Gilland. Hey everyone, welcome to the program today, Afternoons with Mike, heard around the Shepherd Radio Network, on the line with me from Nashville, Tennessee, Music City, USA, Derek Altum with D6 Family Ministry. Derek, welcome. Hey, Mike, it's so good to be on your show today. Well, I am happy to have you on and to find out about D6. There's a big conference. I think it would do well for us to kind of uh, lay the foundation of the timeliness of this call. It's always great to talk to people who love the Lord and who are doing works for his kingdom. Mm -hmm. But uh, you're here today representing a conference that's going to happen Wednesday and Thursday right in Central Florida in the Orlando area, and it's the D6 Family Ministry. So give us a thumbnail sketch, if you will, as to what D6 is all about. Yeah, D6 is taken straight from the pages of Scripture. It comes from Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 through 9, the Hebrew Shema, if you will. And it, it just it's the idea of we need to love the Lord our God with everything that we have. Um, that that famous passage there in Deuteronomy six, and then we're challenged in the back half of that passage to pass that faith, that love for the Lord, um, that's just the the basis of who we are, onto the next generation. So the D six conference and D six family ministry is geared towards um, training men and women, ministry leaders, moms and dads, grandmas and grandpas, uh, people of influence. Um, to love the Lord their God with everything they have and to pass their faith to the next generation. And that's what we're all about. Uh, that's a big order. And uh, having, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, before the interview today, just freshly reading through that passage, that chapter, yeah. it is really one of those iconic uh, bits of uh, of the Bible that we've just heard so many times. And mm-hmm. yet every time you hear it, it, there's something about Deuteronomy 6 that it's so faith-inspiring, isn't it? Yeah, it it sure is. I mean, um, that that's just, it's not something that we tout. It's something that we try to live. You know, I have four boys myself, Mike, and it's something that my wife and I, you know, are striving to do with the Lord's help in our own lives. And we just are so passionate about um, challenging uh, moms and dads and ministry leaders to do the same. Well, you guys have drawn together a great number of speakers that yeah. are going to be uh, coming together in Orlando for this big event on yeah. Wednesday. We're privileged to be there. Our, the Shepherd mm-hmm. will be set up in the, uh, I guess it's almost like an expo area, right? Yeah, correct. That's correct. Yep. In and, the Resource Center. Yep. In the Resource Center. And so yeah. uh, I'm I'm excited to get to uh, interview some of the mm-hmm. speakers that will be there. Uh, how do you go about this uh, this whole thing of drawing, I mean, with all of the cities, all of the the ministries represented that are coming, how do you, how do you choose them? Yeah, that's a really, really good question, Mike. First of all, the D6 conference was founded in 2009, and so we kind of have a really good over a decade-plus track record at this point of being um, just, you know, a reputable uh, conference, you know, for, for people to attend. As far as our resource providers go, 
you know, those are people that we have, some of those have been at every conference we've ever had. Some of them are new this year, you know, as we exhibit uh, our ministry at other conferences and we meet friends and share our vision for what we do. Um, they, they decide that they want to be a part of our conference. And we just, uh, over the years have accumulated quite a, a good sized database of, of men and women who are passionate about family ministry and about passing faith to the next generation that, um, we just are, are constantly inundated with, with applications for people to speak at our conference. And so we collect all of those and prayerfully pray through those and have to make some hard decisions because you want to say yes to all of them. Um, but we are just so blessed that the Lord is using uh, ministry leaders from all over the country to kind of propagate this message uh, f- f- straight from the pages of Scripture um, to to pass faith on to the next generation. We we are blessed beyond measure with the the wealth of talent, if you will, uh, that the Lord is providing uh, to invest in our audience. You know, when you think about the times in which we live right now, I don't believe there's ever been a time that your ministry is more important, it's more yeah. poignant, it's more it's more needed than right yeah. now. With it's like an all-out assault on the yeah. family, right? That's correct. Yeah, we, yeah, we we couldn't agree with that that statement more, Mike. Uh, we need it, and every every day there seems to be. Uh, you know that old adage that I, I thought I had heard everything, and then you find out you haven't. Well, uh, that thing is blown out of the water for me right now. It's like every day you've got, you've got to come That's back right. and say, "You're kidding me." They're thinking right. that. Oh my word! That's so this right. is really great. I'm excited about it. We'll talk more about the conference coming up in yeah. just a little bit in this interview. But first of all, tell us about you. Yeah. Well, I live in Nashville, as you already said. Uh, my wife is a eighth grade English teacher, and I have four boys um, that keep us going and active. And uh, my grocery bill, as you can imagine, is unbelievable uh, with mm. with four boys. But um, yeah, we just uh, I, I grew up in a small town uh, just east of Indianapolis, uh, Newcastle, Indiana, and was faithfully through my my single mom and my grandparents, uh, her parents, you know, in church from from birth, mm. and just just had this super uh, wonderful local church that I was a part of until I moved off and went to college um, and left my little small town there, and it was through the ministry of that local church and just dedicated men and women who were passionate about seeing young people come to faith in Christ that I found Christ myself mm. and um that he used the Lord used those people to draw me to himself and uh, through uh, a church camp ministry and um those those f- folks are still hugely involved and and love spending time with them even to this day I'm going to turn 40 this year and just I still have relationships with those folks and um, coming from a, a family, Mike, where my parents divorced when I was nine, you know, my mom trying to raise three kids as a single parent, and I needed the local church. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're passionate about. We're passionate about helping you build believers through church and home. We're passionate about equipping the church to come alongside the family to instill faith in the next generation. And so one of the reasons why that I love what we do is because I'm a product um, in my younger years of the church and the home working together to instill faith in me. And so I'm just, I'm not only someone who gets to tell about the message of D6, but I'm someone who got to experience it too at an early age. And so I'm just super thankful for how the Lord kind of brings all of that full circle, you know? 
You know, that kind of appreciation for one's heritage, it's not always shared by everyone that you would be bumping into day to day. And there yeah. are so many that that right now had bad experiences and it's mm-hmm. terrible and I'm, I'm very sorry they did. But the message Me of the gospel that you encountered with, uh, even though you were in this broken home from a yeah. standpoint of divorce, yet, right. yet you mentioned something so very important that... It was the church and your mom, your family. That's right. And those two things go hand in hand. That's correct. And that's what we're passionate about, um, Mike, is it's not the church's responsibility necessarily for for, for my boy's discipleship and, and my boy's faith formation. It's the church equipping me as a dad to... Um, have those those tools and those resources that I can use in my home, partnering with what the church is doing to instill faith in my boys. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a key component, I think, sometimes that we miss. Um, uh, we, yes. we kind of farm that out, you know, if you will, like, well, my kid needs piano lessons, so I go get a piano teacher, and they need a hitting coach, and so we go get a hitting coach, and they need a discipleship coach, so we send them to the church. Well, that's the one area where we really can't do that, at least from a biblical perspective. It's the church and the home working together. Yeah. Uh. That's well said. Derek, yeah. you have four boys, and you mentioned already your grocery bill. Uh, <laughs> it's it's really kind of gotten more serious with all this inflation that's going on oh, right yeah. now. It's uh, crazy. I heard the greatest story at the NRB. Uh, you may appreciate this. They, mm-hmm. uh, some, someone asked one of the speakers why he had six sons, and he said, <laughs> it's very simple. We wanted a daughter. <laughs> <laughs> that's correct I, I get that question all the time as well you know when, when's the girl coming and yeah. um, I don't think that that's going to happen just yeah. if I were to be really honest about it well uh, you've got a quiver full of young men and that's I exciting I do and, it is exciting yeah that's great and what a what a wonderful thing to have and in this day of age a lot of people will take that kind of a thought and say yeah I don't know if I want to bring any kids into a world like this mm. And yeah. the truth of the matter is we don't have a choice on that. I mean, God gave that's us right. a mission, and that's, that's right. what you guys are all about. And it's a mission yeah. to help people understand God's role for people. And it, yeah. it, these aren't the, the only bad times that ever has been lived through in, a, in the world. There are plenty yeah. of other generations. That's right. It's gone That's through right. this and more. And it's also delightful for me to find out you're from Indiana. I'm a fellow yes. Hoosier, too. Come on. Go Hoosiers. Go Colts. Let's go. <laughs> That's great. Uh, yes, I still claim that. Oh. In the good and the bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I'm from Evansville right. down in the southwest okay. part. Yeah. About, probably about four or five hours, four and a half hours from where That's you right. would have been. So That's, That's correct. That's great. That's right. But I've been down in Orlando since uh, we moved down to Orlando in 85, spent uh, 17 years in Gainesville and back Mm -hmm. now in Central Florida. And it is host, we, uh, this area, host to so many great conferences like the D6 conference that's Mm -hmm. coming up. You know, we mentioned earlier this day and age and all of the news and this push by the new administration to just like unleash every level of transgender news, every every angle that one can imagine is being pushed. Mm-hmm. You know, th- this becomes uh, really fatiguing to, I think, mm-hmm. most people. But how is it for you guys who uh, your whole thrust is helping mm-hmm. people understand the family of, and in the context of the gospel? How, how does that affect you guys? 
Yeah, I think that's a really good question. Um, in in one way, Mike, it it, it is discouraging. Um, it, you, you feel like you're it's it, you've got this fire blazing, and all you have is a is a water pistol, you know, to to kind of put it out. And it's like we're never going to get it put out. We're never going to get it get it put out. And so it's a little bit discouraging. But on the other side of it, um, Mike, what a great opportunity for the Church of Jesus Christ and faith-filled homes to engage people with the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have to look very hard in today's day and age, in the United States especially, for opportunities to engage culture in the public square with the message of the gospel. Um, and so we, we just want to be super intentional about equipping ministry leaders um, to 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 combat in a in a loving you know I think of that that verse in in first Peter chapter three we want to give a give an answer for the hope that's within us, but with gentleness and respect you know in a gentle respectful way we want to take the message of the gospel and we want to equip men and women to engage culture in the public square with the truth of the gospel and trust that the Lord and the Holy Spirit are going to do their work in those people's lives mm-hmm. uh, and in our culture. And I, so I, I think in one way it's discouraging, but in another way it's like we're super thankful that, that the Lord is just giving us these opportunities right in front of us uh, to, to go and make disciples of all the nations. And so in, in one way we're discouraged, in another way we're kind of like, yes, let's go. Well, we have to go, and parents can't give up. I know a lot of parents right now that are really becoming awakened, if you will, to the mm-hmm. the push. There is a push. You look up in Loudoun That's right. uh, County in Virginia and, and what happened mm-hmm. up there. And sometimes uh, it is a, a crazy level of ridiculousness that is a wake-up call. And yeah. the, sleeping, the sleeping giant, if you will, is awakened. Mm-hmm. And I'm praying that that's what's happening mm-hmm. And uh, a clarion call will go out to yeah. parents that will say, hey, we've got to stand up for our kids because there's an all-out assault on the minds and on the lives mm-hmm. of our children today. Yeah, yeah that's, that's exactly right. We want, to, we want to raise up some Daniels and some Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's who won't bow and bend to culture, mm-hmm. who, will, who will live out their faith uh, for the Lord regardless of the culture. You know, that is such a beautiful story. Our church recently went through uh, a big study on the book of Daniel. And that uh, whole thing about their being there, they were young. They were Mm -hmm. kind of really young, early teens, maybe. That's right. And so it, it is really amazing that God gave them the wherewithal to trust him in the middle of a culture that was leaning into everything that was worldly. And that is exactly what we can see happen. I agree with your thing is there, there's a little bit of discouragement out there, no doubt, mm-hmm. if, but we can't get absorbed in that discouragement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've, we've got to believe that these kids are going to lean into God and not the culture. Mm-hmm. And if I could add one thing to that, Mike, I think that's really good. You, you think about the story of Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and how even at a young age, they were willing to stand for the Lord in a pagan culture. Mm-hmm. I don't think that resolve to stand happened by accident. I think, you know, I don't want to add into scripture at all, but I think I think it could be safe to say they probably had some parents, some some family, some uh, faith community 
that began instilling faith in them at an early age so that when it came to the point where they needed to do that, it was in them. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're about at D6. And that is why parents are so critical. We cannot, uh, you know, the whole, I think the whole cultural lie about it takes a village to raise a child. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, that there's there's some of that that makes sense. And yeah, we, all, right. we have a context that we grow up in. I get all of that. But mm-hmm. when you take away the parental rights... And that becomes now a question. I mean, all the stuff that's going on down here, you'll hear mm-hmm. about it when you're down here, all the stuff mm-hmm. that is being spoken out about Disney and their yeah, well, yeah. pushback. Uh, it is just amazing to think that we're having to defend the role of parents in the life yeah. of a child. That's crazy. Yeah. It is crazy. Yes, I, I totally agree, Mike. Well, this is really going to be an exciting time. And uh, again, yeah. you've got a bunch of people coming in. Uh, how yeah. about yourself? When, you, when do you guys arrive into the party down here? Yeah, there's going to be a group of us that arrive Monday afternoon or, or will have arrived Monday afternoon. And, um, and then the rest of our team kind of trickles in Tuesday afternoon. And we get set up Tuesday, Tuesday evening and, and, and the majority of the morning on Wednesday. And then we're off to the races <laughs> wow. until Friday. And so, um, uh, yeah, I'm just privileged to be the conference coordinator for the conference. And we have such a wonderful team. Um, many of these individuals have been a part of the D6 conference and, and pulling it off since the beginning. And so it kind of works like clockwork a little bit. And we're thankful for uh, our partnership this year with the Caribe Royale, where the conference will be held uh, there in Orlando, they have their staff has been great to work with. What a great facility! And we're just we're just looking forward uh, to what the Lord is going to do uh, through the D6 conference this week. Well, it's really going to be exciting, and again, we're going to be positioned with our microphones yeah. and getting to talk to a lot of the speakers that are going on down there and finding out their story as well and what is driving them and what, uh, you know, this whole time. Um, it, it is this kind of a situation. We're living in such a time as this. I mean, I believe God's given us uh, the mm-hmm. gifts. He's given us the people. He's given people the passion to live out mm-hmm. their lives, to make a difference in such a time as this. So That's I'm, right. Derek Altum is my guest. We'll be back with him in a moment. This is Afternoons with Mike, and you're on The Shepherd. Back again with Derek Altum from the D6 ministry, the family ministry. And you're based, is the whole ministry based in Nashville? Yeah, our whole ministry is right here, just right near the airport here in Nashville, Tennessee. Wow. I love that area. Just uh, had a chance to be up there for the NRB. Did, Did you catch any of that? I did not, but I was aware that it was in Nashville. Lots of things go on, <laughs> you know, in Nashville. I believe, was that at the Opryland Hotel? It was. And, you know, yeah. that hotel is amazing. And, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, when you're there, you feel like you've you're somehow been transported to the state of Texas because that's, yeah. like, that's the biggest hotel in that's life, right. it seems to me. And I, I don't know why this year I had a particularly difficult time navigating around getting lost there there were a couple of times uh, it was so sad i felt like mike this is not like you you're lost just just buckle up and admit it and 
Oh, my goodness. I finally started catching on, but that's a fun yeah. place to go. It is. Mike, you need to come visit at Christmas and see how beautiful they have it all decorated oh. at Christmas. It's it's unreal. I bet it is. That place is so much fun to begin with. Well, so is Orlando, and you guys that's are coming right. back down here. Give us yeah. a little bit of the history of D6 and yeah. wh- what was uh, what, what what was the mindset of yeah. the originators? So back in 2004, our parent company is called Randall House Publications, and primarily we um, we provide uh, books and resources, but mainly curriculum for the local church. And back in 2004, Randall House developed a curriculum called the D6 curriculum uh, based on the principles of Deuteronomy 6. And the curriculum is designed to put every age on the same page. So what my six-year-old Silas is studying in his little kindergarten class at church is the same thing that all three of my other boys are studying, you know, on age-appropriate levels. And my wife and I, excuse me, are studying as well. And so that then just creates this beautiful, intentional opportunity as we get in the van after church and Mm -hmm. throughout the week to have intentional faith conversations about what we're learning about the Lord uh, in our small group times at church, which then creates faith conversations at home. Um, and so in 2004, that curriculum launched, and it's had several different um, iterations through the years. And then along about 2008, it was a dream of our CEO and conference director, Ron Hunter, and another team member named Matt Markins, who is now the CEO of Awana, who was working uh, with our organization at the time. Uh, what if we had a conference that went a little deeper on this philosophy of of the church and the home working together to instill faith in the next generation. Mm-hmm. And so in 2009 in Frisco, Texas, the launch of the D6 conference, I was actually an attendee at that conference. I was a local church uh, staff member at the time. And just from, from 2009 to currently, other than in 2020, uh, when COVID was was doing its thing, uh, we've had a conference every year. Some years we actually had a, a two conferences uh, where we would do like a one day somewhere and then a, the big conference somewhere else. And it's kind of floated around from Dallas to Louisville um, to Frisco to Greensboro, North Carolina. But since 2019, we have been in Orlando and we will be in Orlando for uh, the foreseeable future, at least through 2026. And so that's just a little brief history uh, of kind of where the D6 conference, and it's kind of been the same, not the same as far as we just plug and play things from year to year. We have different speakers. Uh, one of the things we try to do, Mike, is 40% of our speakers every year are brand new voices um, that we we try to introduce to the family ministry world. Hmm. And so um, we just are, are committed to to just training ministry leaders to do faith uh, at home and train others to do faith at home. So that's kind of a brief history of kind of where we've come from. You know, when you think about Deuteronomy 6 and the the charge for parents, uh, this whole thing about working with our kids, and I love that that picture that you were giving us about when your family gathers in the van after church. Yeah, you're yeah. you've been studying age appropriate things, so it's not like the older yeah. ones had the exact same lesson. Obviously not, but yet you're on the same page, and that picture really is a fulfillment of that one aspect of, of sure. Deuteronomy six, where you're you're walking down the road, if you will. That's right. You're, you're, That's right. You're at home and you're talking about what's going on 
in the Bible and in life and making mm-hmm. it relative. Uh, I, I believe a lot of people have gotten themselves a little isolated from that kind of a concept because they're not, they're not just staying open to a simple thing that is given right there in the word mm-hmm. of God. And, and it couldn't be much more clear than that. Talk about it with your kids. That's right, Mike. And, and it's even, even like, you know, th- that, that passage, if you, if you make it applicable to 2022, you know, we, we don't walk hardly anywhere anymore, but it's, it, it is lots of time in the van. As you can imagine with four boys, we're running here, there, and everywhere sometimes. And what greater ways to use that time than to have these intentional faith conversations. When you, when you lay your kids down at night and you, and you put them in bed and, and you're just having those intentional times of prayer together and and they see mom and dad doing the same things that they're doing and and seeing mom and dad live their faith out that's a huge huge um uh, determining factor in what we call stickability after high school. Mm. Uh 51% right now research is saying of students post high school are leaving the church. Uh, meaning to never return. Right. Well, I, I would say, Mike, that um, if we wait until after high school to try to change that, we're we're way too late. Oh, there's no question. Um, right. And so, three big stickability factors are service in the local church, deep Bible engagement, and having mom and dad and other influential adults, maybe two or three people. Um, that are really involved in their lives, that they see them living their faith out. Those are all three big stickability factors. And so with the D6 curriculum and the D6 conference, we're just trying to to foster those things because we want to see that number change post-high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that that number is so critical. And for yeah. years I've heard that if you don't reach a kid by 18, uh, mm-hmm. it is it is really difficult to, to really right. get their heart back and it, it, not impossible, but not the easiest thing to do at all. And it, yeah. you, the, you mentioned another word early on that mm-hmm. I love, and it's the word intentionality, uh, yeah. be, becoming intentional. And I think that is a uh, one thing that a lot of parents miss, this kind of a, an idea, if you will, of when they can do something that might be very special. But I, I'm reminded when I'm hearing you say that, when my son was a, was young, he was in middle school, and he had a class that was on the other side of the week, and I had the flex. My wife was homeschooling the other children, mm. so I would take him on these mornings and drop mm. him off, and then Cindy would pick him up off and uh, after that mm. class was done. But that that year was so special. And the idea, I believe it was a Lord idea, a God idea, mm-hmm. to use that travel time across town, because it was, it was all the way across <laughs> Orlando, and mm-hmm. to use that to walk my son through the lineage of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Yeah, that's, and, that's, that's right. Oh, it was so much fun. And so every day we would go a little deeper into the life of Ab- of Abraham and mm-hmm. how it all came to be and how he gained his faith and how he went on his journey and all of mm-hmm. the things. And then the next day I'd pick back up, do a quick review and then go deeper into the story. Mm-hmm. And by a semester of this class being over, we had worked our way all the way through Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, that's a memory that he and I will carry for the rest of our lives. That's right, because not only, Mike, were you instilling faith and and biblical truth into your son, he was seeing his dad live his faith out. That's so key. Um, and you should be commended for that. That That's a wonderful, that, that inspires me as a daddy. So thank mm. you. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. My goodness, I'm just so grateful that this this type of a ministry is happening, that D6 is out there calling parents, because I think we parents sometimes need reminders of what we should mm. be doing. And it's not like we've never heard the message before. It's not like they've ever heard Deuteronomy 6 be quoted before. Right. That's, That's one, right. It's one of the most quoted chapters, without a doubt, in the Old Testament. That's but right. but we still need reminders. That's correct. That's correct. We have these shirts, Mike. That That's a huge reminder. These shirts that we wear uh, at the conference. I don't I don't know that we are this year, what we, we did last year every day. And it, it just has a fraction on the front and it says one over one sixty eight. One sixty eight meaning there are hundred and sixty eight hours in a week. And one hour, the one on top represents the one hour that that most families have at church every week. And on the back of the shirt it says it's just not enough. Mm. And so we're just we're just trying to do everything we can to, to let ministry leaders know and parents know, hey, church is great, obviously, it's biblical. And but but what your kid is getting at church is not enough. It's 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 your call as a mom and a dad. And so we just want to do everything we can to to, yeah. to to instill that in the hearts and the minds of ministry leaders and moms and dads. And it's so important to point out that it's not just not enough in this culture. It's That's never right. been enough. Not That's from correct. the beginning. That's right. That's right. Yep. Uh, That's really good. That's that's an important distinction. So what yeah. will the conference be like? Give us a few of the details about uh, what the, a day will be like at the conference. Yeah, uh, I'll say up front, it's like drinking from a fire hydrant. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I remember attending the conference um, early on uh, in the early years of the conference. And you get to, and I don't want to discourage people, you get to like the end of the, of you know, the conference will begin Wednesday afternoon and go Wednesday evening, all day Thursday, and then just a, f- a few hours on Friday morning, you're going to get to a point on Thursday afternoon where you're like, I can't take in anymore, mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's good. That's good. Um, we have, um, uh, four different times slotted, um, for what we call general sessions, uh, where everybody's together, uh, in, in, in a big room, um, there at the Carib, uh, where we're getting, you know, just, just your, your typical, what you would think of, a conference like main session uh, with with lots of different speakers. I think every session has at least two speakers. One of them has four speakers, and we do D six minis throughout that. Um, and then what what I think is is the really great value of the D six conference. We have beginning Wednesday afternoon all the way through Friday at different points. We have over one hundred breakout sessions that you can choose from in all different kinds of areas. It could be about grandparenting, it could be about children's ministry, it could be about parenting, it could be about youth culture, it could be about apologetics or what we call special topics. We have several different breakouts in the area of of, of a much needed and much needed talk about area in, in digital and technology. Oh yeah. And how to navigate those things. Um, and so that's that's really the bulk of the conference is these breakout sessions, these main stage sessions, and then 
opportunities woven in between uh, for ministry conversations, you know, for, for, for teams to come. A lot, of, a lot of people who come to our conference are in a team uh, from a local church, and for them to sit and talk and process and, hey, I went to this breakout and you went to this breakout. Let's talk about, you know, what we kind of heard and where are we going next. And um, it's, it's action-packed. Um, it, it goes so fast. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love my job is to coordinate details. And so I love to just serve folks there and sit back and watch the Lord do a work uh, in people's hearts and in their minds through all of this wonderful, I don't want to call it content. I want to call it truth yeah. that they're receiving. There's a difference there, but um, the truth that they're receiving um, from the Lord through his servants at, at the D6 conference. Oh, man. Truth makes a difference. Yeah. When, you, right. when you're full of it, you know, when uh, I've been to conferences before that uh, started like at 8 a.m. and went all the way to 10 o'clock at night. And mm-hmm. uh, I learned that old adage is really true. The mind can only contain what the seat can endure. <laughs> and right. I, I've uh, I'm, it doesn't sound like yours is going to be like that. It sounds like it's no. timed out right. It is going to mm-hmm. be a burst. But, mm-hmm. but uh, they can make it through and they can hear mm-hmm. things that are so, so very critical and uh, again, some ideas. I, I've always loved the leaky bucket uh, image. Yeah, that's uh, right. My mind is like a leaky bucket. My heart can be like a leaky bucket. Mm-hmm. I can get it full, and I think I'm okay. But ooh, mm-hmm. what happened? It all drained out. We need this kind mm-hmm. of refresher. Tell us who a D6 is for. Yeah, we actually like to say D6 is for is a conference for your whole team. It, it can be for your children's pastor, your youth pastor, your executive pastor, your music pastor, your senior leader, your lay volunteers. It can be just for the really just uh, plugged in, tuned in mom or dad who wants to come get some intentional training. We literally have something for everyone uh, at the D6 conference. Um, and that's that's makes us a little bit unique, I think, um, in what we do. Um, and I'm not I'm not downing other conferences that have more you know specialized content, but we just try to open it up to have something for everyone because not everyone is coming to this conversation um, about family ministry from the same vantage point. Mm-hmm. And so we we like to just uh, have have it open uh, and have something for everyone. Another thing that that I meant to mention earlier, Mike, and I'll insert it here. Um, we also will have some dedicated times on Wednesday and Thursday for what we call resource center breaks. This year, we have over 40 ministry providers, resource providers that will be in the resource center with lots of different things that and tools and resources and ministries that can be used to help in this family ministry journey as well. And so we we have some dedicated times throughout the conference uh, for that as well. And so we just like to say that we're a conference for everybody on your team. Mm. And it's not too late, right? Or can people still take part? Yeah, it's it's getting close, uh, I mean, to to sold out, but we would love to have you. You can go to d6conference.com and you can get a ticket. Uh, Tickets are still on sale. Uh, for, especially for those of you who are local, um, and which would be good because I think our hotel rooms at the Caribbean are about sold out. So 
for your local listeners, uh, that would be still available mm-hmm. to them for, for them to purchase a ticket and drive into the conference. And yeah, we, we would love to have anyone in your listening audience join us for the D6 conference this week. Um, they can go to d6conference.com to get a ticket. All right, and it starts tomorrow on Wednesday, and Correct. it will go through uh, the first couple of hours on Friday morning. Yeah. And uh, so it's not like a big, big bite that no. people can't arrange. They can That's take right. part in this thing. Give us that website one more time. Yeah, d6conference.com. d6conference.com. It begins Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern time and will conclude at 11 o'clock Friday morning. Eastern time. Are yep. you going to be able to hang around and do a little vacationing on the other end of this? You know, I, I did last year. Uh, my wife got to travel with me last year, but with my boys um, being involved in so many different things, um, I'm going to get back to Nashville on. I, I am staying Friday night and coming home Saturday yeah, afternoon. That's um, great. And so we're we're just. Um, Looking forward to to the conference and uh, just so so thankful for this opportunity to tell your audience, Mike, um, about what all the Lord is doing uh, through D6 Family Ministry and the D6 Conference. Well, hang on. we got one more quick segment with you. We'll be right back with Derek Altum. This is Afternoons with Mike. Back again with Derek Altum from D6 Family Ministry. Derek is calling in from Nashville during this interview, but it's actually playing back on Tuesday of of the eve of the conference beginning, and it's going to be down at the Carib. It is an actually beautiful area of Orlando. You've seen it. You know what it's like down there. Uh, A lot of big resorts and these hotels, they really know how to take Mm -hmm. care of their guests and I know your people are going to have a lot of fun and learn a lot of important things as well. Yeah, yeah. We're we're looking forward to being at the Carib. One of the things that they have done um, during COVID is they took the opportunity to renovate all of their sleeping rooms. They've opened up a new uh, addition to their conference center that our resource center is going to be in. And so we're just excited um, uh, about how you know, we, we get to be at this property and about what the Lord's going to do there at the Carib through the D6 conference this mm-hmm. week. Yeah. You, you know, when parents gather uh, to, for a conference like this or ministries, like you mentioned earlier, maybe a staff member, maybe a mm-hmm. Sunday school teacher or a worship mm-hmm. leader, when they gather like this, what do you guys have in your mind as the, the most, uh, the, let's say the number one thing that you want those people leaving with? Wow, that's a really good question. Um, this year, our theme for the D6 conference is reset. Um, and let me, if I could, let me tell you a little bit about that. We, um, you know, we plan these themes like a year in advance, you know, because we'll announce the 23 theme at the 22 conference. And so, me and and our, our CEO and conference director Ron Hunter and a few other members of our our leadership team were sitting around, you know, sometime in in 21 talking about the 2022 conference and coming out of a pandemic or it was still going on. I don't know how people view that. And, and we were like, you know, what, what, what everybody needs right now coming out of this is just a big reset. And we're like, that's it. It's reset. Mm-hmm. And if you're, if your listeners would, would go to D six conference.com and look at the logo for the reset. Theme, I saw it. Yeah. Yeah. The arrows. It's got an arrow pointing to, to, backwards, which means, hey, we're, we're not looking for new truth. We're still going to ground ourselves in the truth, the timeless truth of Deuteronomy 6 from the pages of the Bible. 
But on the other end of that logo is an arrow pointing forward. We're going to take those timeless truths and we're going to kind of hit a reset button. And what does it look like to apply those to this new now that we're experiencing coming out of a pandemic as ministry leaders? And so we we want our attendees to come out of this conference reset. We want them to come out refreshed and renewed. Uh, we're going to have some intentional times of personal soul care throughout the conference, which I think is hugely needed uh, coming out of this this season of of COVID. And 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 ministry's been tough, and we just want them to leave refreshed, having. Um, encountered the timeless truth of Scripture once again from Deuteronomy 6 and encouraged and motivated and passionate about applying uh, those truths to the new now. And so we just, we want them to come out reset. You know, that word is a big word. It's being used in the culture as well and not yeah, in a great context. But right. but you're right. I mean, that's what, I mean, when you think about what the Lord did in the gospel, giving us the gospel, giving us new life. That is mm-hmm. the best reset of all. We are mm-hmm. no longer the same. He's made us to be a new creation. That's wow. right. The old has passed away. And I, right. I am so grateful. And I, I'm looking here at Deuteronomy 6. Uh, mm-hmm. You had mentioned verse 4. The Lord mm-hmm. our God, the Lord is one. And mm-hmm. here's what we shall do. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all Mm -hmm. your soul and with all your might. And then skipping down to verse seven, he said, you shall teach them talking about Mm -hmm. our children. You shall teach Mm -hmm. them diligently to your children, Mm -hmm. teach these truths to our kids with diligence. And Mm -hmm. that is something I, it, it just seems in our culture, a lot of parents have almost given up and they can't give up. We've got to be diligent with teaching our kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and Mike, even those those people who are listening today that would be like, you know what, um, I, I don't I don't have kids or or I, I'm a senior adult and you know, my, my kids and grandkids, of course you, you have an opportunity there. But I promise you, Mike, there are there are young people in your local church who need you. Mm-hmm who need you to walk alongside them, walk alongside those parents. Like for me, you know, my mom worked a lot, going back to my story, my mom worked a lot and she didn't miss church a lot, but, but, you know, there were some times where I needed some, some guidance and, and some having those intentional faith talks that um, because of her work schedule and being a single parent, she, she couldn't do that. And so I needed those, those senior adults in my home church uh, to invest in me and they did it beautifully. And so don't, don't think because you don't have kids at home that this doesn't apply to you anymore. There's opportunities for you to do this. Oh, absolutely. You know, and I think about the fact that, you know, a lot of parents think, well, my kids, they don't want to be around grownups. They don't want to be around adults. Mm -hmm. And what a wrong concept that is as a parent, because they need to be exposed to multi-generations. They need to know how to talk. And if a kid's only diet of conversation is with a peer, there are going to be problems. Correct. You're, you're absolutely right, Mike. Oh, my goodness. Parents, we, we've got to wake up. We've got to see that this mm-hmm. is a critical 
critical thing. You know, the uh, the whole thing of leadership in a time like this, it, it is critical. Uh, you mentioned the theme for this year being reset. Uh, yeah. a, as you look toward your own ministry, and, mm-hmm. and you guys have been somewhat reset, uh, if you will, uh, because yeah. of the pandemic, it made yeah. a few changes. Are, are you guys getting the sense that this thing is winding down and America is going to find that new normal? Mm. You know, I, I'm encouraged, Mike. I, I, my wife, my wife would tell you sometimes I can be a pessimist. <laughs> I can be half empty, but, but I, I, I'm encouraged. Um, I, I just, I, I am seeing um, the rumblings of what I hope is an awakening um, in in ministry leaders to to look at, at how we do ministry and what we need to be about. Uh, in ministry from a little different vantage point than maybe we have before. I think it's easy to get in ruts. And I think when the church had to, who, you know, what some churches I know maybe did not, but most churches shut down temporarily, you know, during the pandemic, Mm -hmm. they realized, okay, so, so now what? Like, I've been the person who's done all the ministry here, and I've been the person who's done all the discipleship here, you know, so what, what are we, what are we going to do now? And so I think it's 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 showing some some maybe weak spots, some blind spots in in local church ministries um, that they're like you know we, we've got to be better at equipping homes to do faith at home. Mm-hmm. And so I, I I'm encouraged. I, I just see um, uh, moms and dads and ministry leaders saying, hey, you know, um, we've got to be equipped to do this and not depend upon others to do it for us. Would you see engagement with parents and their kids being maybe the silver lining to the pandemic? Do you feel like that is one of the things that we can look back and say, yeah, well, they finally started talking because they had to. Yeah, I, I think I think so. And, and and not just, you know, like, you know, a lot of parents were helping kids do schoolwork at home and, um, you know, things like that. But, but even just having the margin, Mike, for families to sit around a dinner table together and have conversations. I love my little six-year-old Silas. He's quick. We always play game around the dinner table, the uh, best best of your day and worst of your day. And um, he's quick to say, hey, we haven't done that yet, and I'll go first. You know, okay. like, and it's just, it's, <laughs> it's just That's that. That's awesome. Um, yeah, it's just that little, like, you know, where families are just so busy and so on the go that it kind of forced everybody to stop and sit around the dinner table, have intentional time together, have family movie nights, have faith conversations, you know, all of those things that, that somehow have gotten lost throughout, throughout the decades, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I I think that is a huge silver lining. Oh, Derek Haltom is my guest from D6 Family Ministry. We've got enough time to uh, bring out my last question to you. And uh, we've alluded to it a little bit, and that is the whole big issue of social media. And because this is something that as a boy, I didn't, I didn't have to (laughs) deal with at all. I didn't, I mean, social media, I mean, we, you know, was that like a church social? Is that what, is that what we're, no, no. Uh, So now (laughs) kids today are, are far removed from that concept of uh, not having it. And with the war that's going on about Twitter right now and Elon Musk and all of the stuff that's happening and free speech and, uh, the right. whole thing of Facebook. I mean, what are your thoughts? What does D six? What kind of approach do you take about this? Yeah, that that's a that's maybe a different 
uh, a whole interview. I think we could we could talk about that for a <laughs> long time. Without a doubt. Um, you know, I mean, I think about this often. My wife and I have this discussion because I have two teenage boys. Uh, my oldest two are teens. One's 16 and one is 14. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, they're they're lobbying to to be a part of all of this social media craze that's going on. And one thing I have to remember, um, because as, as I said earlier, I'm going to turn 40 this year. Um, I am a digital immigrant to where they're digital natives. They don't know anything different than than digital and technology to where I kind of had to come into that like you have. Um, and so I have to remember that in this conversation, that they're approaching it as a, this is life that as I know it, and I'm approaching it as this is life as I've come to know it, you mm-hmm. know, just a little bit different there. Um, we we have some wonderful speakers um, at the D6 conference, and, and I hate to start naming people, but I'm going to name one that I think would be really good. If you can't make the conference, I would encourage you to look up her books and buy her books and read her books and implement her books. And she's out of California. Her name is Arlene Pelicane. Arlene Pelicane. Um, she she um, has some wonderful resources about digital and technology and social media. And I, th- I think one of the things we have to instill in our children, Mike, in this whole this whole technology social media craze is um, what are you what are you seeking to get out of it? Mm-hmm. Like what 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 what's what's profitable? You know, it goes back to um, you know, am I looking for validation from people on social media, um, or am I looking um, to like I use it for ministry? Am I using it to, to encourage people to connect with people? Um, I just think it's dangerous right now. Because I don't think we have any clue of what social media and technology is doing to our minds. Mm-hmm. And I think that's dangerous. And uh, I think the mind is very important. We could spend a whole interview talking about and walking through the Bible of what it has to say about protecting our minds. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think uh, the, the constant stream of information and pictures and 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 news feeds and Snapchats and just constant, constant, constant connection is not good for our minds. But I'm not saying throw social media and technology away. I'm just saying I, I don't think we have any clue what it's doing to us. I agree completely. You, you talk about addiction. It is a whole new form, is it not, of addiction that's, that's going on. And that is evidenced by just watching people kind of almost twitch when they haven't checked their email. Uh, you know, there's there's like a new tick that starts happening with people now. They've just got to have their phone in their hand. Yeah. And the amount yeah. of screen time that adults have uh, on that's their right. phones, it's, I, I know it's something I have to watch. It's something yeah. for me. It's, uh, it's, uh, I, I, I have to deal with that. And I think we all do. We all need to be aware. Yeah. And if I could, if I could add just a little ouch moment, a little bit, what I like to call an ouch moment is, you know, we, we want to be very critical of how we're seeing young people uh, engage with social media and their phones and things like that. They're picking up that behavior from somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I think if we're honest with ourselves, they're only participating in what they're seeing modeled in front of them. And so maybe if if we got serious about modeling healthy social media and technology engagement, 
and explaining the why we're doing that, that may just rub off. Oh my! Um, that was on, an ounce on, moment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's it good. May just rub off. And, and I, yeah. Mike, I, I, as much as we're we're having a conversation as brothers, um, that pierces my heart too. You yeah, know? it does. Yeah, it um, is. It's so important. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Derek, we're out of time. Give us yeah. the address one more time. Yes. Yeah, it's d6conference.com, d6conference.com, or you can visit d6family.com for other resources and things. And again, Mike, it's just been such a pleasure to be with you today. I feel like um, uh, that that we're just kindred spirits, and, and I just greatly appreciate you and your ministry and this Thank time you. we've had to de- together today. Well, I'm looking forward to hanging at, uh, at the conference, so we'll see yeah. you there. And right, uh, Derek Altum, my guest today, and friends, we'll see you next time right here on Afternoons with Mike.